calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Wow, crazier things have happened, but this is pretty fucking crazy. It's episode 100 of Please Advise. Christina Lopez, we fucking did it, girl. I know, I can't believe it. There are like 20 people downstairs in my house. I would say about five of them. I've never met before in my goddamn life. Uh, And It's incredible. It's wild. I am so thankful for, honestly, just first of all, Christina, I love you so much. And I'm so thankful to everyone who's here today. I... You know, often think of when I'm, you know, booking this podcast, I'm putting people out and asking them to do like an embarrassing favor by coming on my podcast. And the fact that all of these people volunteered to be here today, um, they didn't even have to RSVP technically. And the fact that they want to be here and came here means the world to me. Some of your favorite guests of all time. We listen to you guys. Some of your favorite guests of all time are downstairs right now eating my weed macaroons, (laughs) helping themselves to beverages, having fun, getting yelled at by wags, reading angel cards. It's truly like, it's just... uh, It's a please advise scene downstairs. It's a goddamn please advise scene. And by the way, we're animals. Like, if one thing is is very clear is that we're all goddamn animals. And I know (laughs) for a fact... About six people are going to leave their sunglasses at my house tonight. She, you had to make a formal announcement about because that. all that happens is people who are somehow comedy adjacent they leave their sunglasses everywhere at my house. It's I have myself included. Yeah, so. I have about fifteen pairs of not even just regular prescription people. I mean, I left my prescription sunglasses at a party recently, and they were very expensive. So it's like, okay, maybe I'm guilty of this behavior too. But for some reason, I feel like my house is a one stop spot for leaving your sunglasses. One. <laughs> Stop, stop shop shop jesus okay so today's episode is going to be a little bit different than usual because it is an unusual episode we have lots and lots of different guests we're going to bring them in in combination some people are going to go up twice 
I may not be here for every call depending on how I feel, uh, but I want to see how this show would run without me, too. That's going to be exciting to hear how, I don't know, Jackie Johnson and Ed would answer a question together without <laughs> me. Um, I fully expect uh, that my guests are either going to roast me or uh, kiss my ass per usual. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm super excited. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this because I can't wait to hear it myself. And guys, it's going to be a two-part episode. Oh, it's a two-parter? Yeah. For sure. Because we're going to be here for, I don't know, four hours or something. (laughs) I'm not kicking anyone out. I was very clear in the email that... No one has to leave until I'm too drunk to stand. So hopefully that happens before 8 p.m. All right, let's do this. Okay, so two guests that we get consistent comments on how much their episodes were loved are here right now with me, Leslie Grossman and Ed Hansen. And this is a little bit of a reunion for a lot of you people out there who tell me that you watched the hot goss videos they did on Hello Giggles back in the day. So team is back together. Hey guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Squad goals right here. I mean, squad goals. Live in our squad goals. Yes. Takes teamwork to make the dream work, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm very happy this is a podcast and not some sort of video component because it is like being inside of a hairdryer outside. My, my heat management situation, <laughs> it's not, I have no temperature No, no, your control. house is fine. It's the outside. So I'm just glad people can't see It's balmy AF. No, yes. I mean, literally Jackson, our please advise friend turned downstairs and was like, are you sweating or crying? And he was like, a little bit of both. It's balmy, not balming. You know what yeah. I mean? Bama. Oh my God, honey. It's a little bama outside. <laughs> I'm sweating like a whore in church as per usual. I'm always menopausal at every second, by the way. You have been. I literally, I'm I'm like, I'm emotional. It's been perimenopausal since we were 22. Watching Ramona Singer gave me menopause. Like, I really feel like now I'm sweating at all times. Everyone is like, oh, you're sweating. Well, your family changes after the the pause, for sure. Every family changes a lot once that takes place in the house. So how have things been different in your house? Since you've been going through menopause. <laughs> I mean, I find myself to be a lot more calm, um, angry. Very zen right now. But a- very angry at the same time. Zen, um, but Can I furious. just say, though, really quickly, I am so proud of you and your new job. Not, I won't say what it is, but, like, Ed is in the job he should be in right now, and he is thriving, and that's all I want for my friends is just, like, you're my best friend superstar. Like, I fucking love you. I so. Love you too. And lastly, I'm really proud of you, too. <laughs> Just for existing. We went to Dr. Laura together. Yes, we did. And that means, uh, you don't understand, like, my relationship with Dr. Laura is literally everything to me. Sure. And the fact that I could email two friends of mine and that they not only wanted to go to Dr. Mm-hmm. Laura, but were equally enthusiastic. You it were the first my... person that came to mind. Well, first of all, I want to tell you something. I think about that experience, I'm going to say two to three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just occurs to me, first of all, her jeans, her, like, lady jeans that had, like, a denim spray. Yeah. It was a spray of um of uh, bedazzling on yes. the side. It was almost like that. I remember in the nineties, it was really hot to have like uh, eight inches of yarn or eight <laughs> inches of ribbon. Yes, sewn at yes. the bottom of your jean. Yes, yeah. it was that. And her son in person and the sister in law. Just the fan base that was there. So Tracy Schlesinger follows me oh. on. And do you want to know why? Why I got her to follow me because I was like, girl, I was like, your ass was on point the other <laughs> night. That was all me and my friends could talk about, and she followed me back. Love it. She loved. I so I think Tracy's like Schlesinger really works on. She her gets ass. it. She gets she it. Works well, on look, it. if you're Dr. Laura's daughter-in-law, you better be in good. 
physical shape because we know how she feels about anybody and who's a little chubby. Let's be honest. <laughs> Leslie quoted Dr. Laura the other day. We had dinner. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I could not remember the exact. I was trying to explain it to Molly. I never retell the story correctly, by the way. Sure. I, it's always. And this I know. The details <laughs> are always fucked up. I'm always like, I think she said something. Can you please quote what you said? I don't know what I said. You but said, let me. Well, let me just say this quickly. I also like to just do this preamble before I discuss Dr. Laura. This is. I worship Dr. Laura. I don't play into her pro NRA. Oh no, she's a gnarly pro life. <laughs> hates gay people. Doesn't want them to be married right. and doesn't want them to have kids. That's where I take I mean, a hard they, left know? turn away from her. Dr. Laura was pulled off the Who air because she right, said the you know? N word yes. thirteen times in a row. Yes, yes. hard oh, R, great. hard R, yeah, with a hard R. <laughs> oh my god, I, so, I didn't know that. It was but bad. I die for her protection of children. And also, I just love the people who call in and when she ruins them, it's my well, favorite. As long as they're not children of color, huh? Dr. Laura. But what were we talking about? Dr. Laura. What did I say, uh, Ed, Uh, at our dinner? Oh, you were saying, we were were discussing, you said that there's like three, (laughs) it was like a classic Laura. You said there's three reasons why someone, like a woman's single or something, it's like a Laura-ism. Oh, no, what is it? You think you're ugly, you think you're You're stupid, or you think you're unlovable. Which one is it? Yeah. Oh, ugly, stupid, or unlovable. Look, she makes you look right deep inside. Yeah, she holds that mirror up, honey. She'll say that See, instant tears. That one of them, though? No, I swear, ugly. I think... No, but ugly is part of that. In her fat, mind. but for her, the for connot- her, she's such a, like well, a ninety pound little. Oh, with her, the connotation people. of ugly is also fat. Oh, and she that hates goes hand that. in okay. hand. Remember she the was- Vanity Fair piece that she hated the person who wrote the piece because she was fat. Oh, yes, yeah. Whoa. And she was also- like, she ate a tuna fish sandwich during our entire interview. She's a fat pig, dark. Yeah. Well, speaking of dark, let's get to our call. Okay. Let's do our call. Hey, Maul, second time caller. Um, I'm calling about, um, I guess, relationship etiquette. This is the first relationship I've ever been in, I guess. Um, gay guy, 23, and it's long distance, like transatlantic long distance. And I'm just wondering about, like, like what are the do's and don'ts in a relationship? Because I guess I'm sort of questioning if I have, like, low emotional intelligence, I guess. And I also wanted your opinion on a situation that happened not too long ago. Um, me and my boyfriend were at a bar with some friends. Um, he got he got one of his friends, and I got my friends together. You know, we were all mixing, mingling, drinking, having a good time, whatever. And he really wanted me to meet this person, okay? And um, I thought, sure, why not? And mind you, this was like the last – it was like only – like a, we only had like a couple of weeks before he finally went back home overseas. And um, so we're all mixing and mingling and chit-chatting. And um, I eventually, towards the end of the night, get his friend's number in front of him, mind you, in front of all of my, in front of him, in front of all my friends. I wasn't, I didn't think it was much of an issue. Fast forward later on to the night, he gets upset with me because I asked for his friend's number, and I didn't really think much of it. I thought we all had a good time, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm wondering what the issue is. And turns out they have had sex before, before they met me, and he proceeds to sort of slut-shame his friend. And my, in my opinion, I was like, why would you want me to meet this person that you think so lowly of? Would you want your friend to hear your opinions of this person? So whatever, whatever. And then he has me delete his number out of, his, out of my phone. But I was just wondering, like, was I out of line for that? Like, did I overstep my boundaries? Am I being too social? Whatever. Like, 
I've never really done this shit before, so tell me what am I doing wrong here? But um, thank you. Um, your I love the pod and longtime listener. So you guys have a great day. First of all, one main issue I can tell you with your low emotional intelligence is cut to the chase. That was a long question, and we got the gist right away. Leslie, there are people that have to call twice no, to get their whole question no, in. No, no, no. Cut it down. Um, if I was on the phone with you on a transatlantic phone call, I would put the damn phone down, do the dishes, do a load of laundry, and come back, and you'd still be talking. Dang, so, Dr. Leslie. I hate to say this, but wrap it up. Uh, my question is, and you can't answer, so this is hard. Why did you ask for this person's phone number? And did you do it just to be social and hang out? Also, um, how no one told you that they had slept together? Why would anyone get mad at you? I don't understand. I feel confused, and I feel that I have there's holes in this story. Um. Okay. First of all, you know what you did wrong? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> your man. I know. I I have a friend just like your man. And he thinks because he pissed on that tree that you're not allowed to sit there and exchange numbers with that tree. I 100% believe that you had the best of intentions. What were the intentions? Just to hang out just and to be hang friends? Out. You know how many people ask me for my number just to be friends? Like, all this happens constantly. But, Ed, you're an angel from heaven. That's oh, well, different. I think uh, a flag would go up for me pretty much immediately that if he had that sort of reaction that there was something yes. more active going on there. Or it was a situation where he was in the wrong or it was a situation that ended so badly on their end on his side the other guy that like we don't know maybe he did something completely inappropriate to your boyfriend when he was passed out drunk maybe he was you know we don't know what happened but can we can we please acknowledge the spb in the room sacred psycho behavior because (laughs) why are you putting this person and your new man in the same room and actively asking well wait no it sounded like they were at a gay bar and like that's like saying that we saw someone at UCB but he said he wanted him to meet him specifically and I wanted to say something if I was with my new boyfriend and there was somebody who I had any contact with in the past the first thing I would say was oh see that person we fucked a bunch oh okay I would tell them right off the bat no 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 I would never oh I would I would love it just to see what how many people that even got out that I fucked them, my shit would have been over? I would have burnt myself day one in my last five relationships. Because if guys ex- are... Oh, oh no. Yeah. I cannot express the, mutual fluids past 10 years ago. The not-so-subtle no misogyny so that you so deal with. you tell your new boyfriend, and what if they find out later and say... Fuck you- no! Hold on. Hold up. So you're going to let it's your a boundary new boyfriend issue. have a long discussion with somebody who you have had sex with and never tell the new boyfriend that... I've watched sex. shit happen. <gasps> I've watched and it. Me too. And, the, and, and I have to say, and the re- and so I'd be so too about- uncomfortable. I'd be too uncomfortable. Well, no, it is. It's super, super uncomfortable. But here's the thing: if it's BL before Lou, it doesn't matter. And like, and I think that honestly, this is Luann's issue in her relationship right now. Is that with uh, with the guy on on Real Housewives in New York, Tom? It's like. Yeah, I get it. You fucked my man. Can you yeah. stop walking up to me at parties and telling me? Like, yeah. there's. I think what you do in your bedroom is a very private thing and that it's a, inherently it's private and that between adults, sexual relationships happen, whether it be um, pure uh, desire or just like a need that needs to be fulfilled. Like, I think that there are, I mean, I just, I know too many people that have smashed privates at one point in their life and then like, Five years later, should not have to explain themselves Hold to someone on. about that. I want to tell you something. If I was dating a new guy, I'm just getting to know him. We don't know each other well. I go to a party, a bar, what have you, and I start talking to a woman, and we're getting along fine, and we're talking, and that motherfucker does not tell me 
that they had some sort of sexual relations in the past, I am going to be very, very pissed at him. I'm going to be like, how could you? Oh, I feel like me? I wouldn't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I don't even relate don't to anything you guys are I don't want to know. If we're, okay, here's the thing. If we what get, is it? Do you not? You're, okay, hold on. You're not a snooper? I'm, I'm not. I'm if not a snooper. If you were alone super, with someone's journal, if no. you were alone with their cell phone, you wouldn't read their shit? No, I'm not a I super. can't relate to anybody here's, here's in this room except for Christina. Here's the thing. Because once you start divulging these details, then you picture penis, vagina, Knowledge penis, is power. Booties. You have to know. You see the penis. You see the vagina. You see many, <laughs> many things interacting with each other. And it is not a glamorous image. Okay? Well, guess what? The truth hurts. You got to know everything. I just don't. I'm like, I don't. Like... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need the visual. The truth doesn't care about you. That's the reality. And I'm also insanely jealous. I'm a very jealous person. Okay. Oh, I have to know everything. I, Christina? I would want to know eventually, but the first, you, right, you're dating right away? Yeah, no. that's when you have to know it even more. It's, B, it's oh. BL. It's wow. before Lou. Wow. Oh, you know BL what? before Lou. There's a fracture in this room. <laughs> no, is. and by the way, you two are traditional gals. Like, you two both have similar personality types. Like, this does not surprise me. And Ed and I are both, we love to live in a land of delusion. <laughs> We're also a little... Neither of us we're acknowledge European. our reality. Neither of us understand. We're, we're no. European. No, you are and I. We're, we're, I would say we're, we're amorous both and European. European men. Like, that's why I love European, European men. Sure. But that said, we um, married our husband after meeting him for three days in the Alps. Oh my no. god! And, and we left over. Remember, I remember she was like madly in love with that other guy, <laughs> and she was Roberto. just like, Bye. like Roberto. He goes, on, he goes on a trip. She and left she's Roberto. Like, peace out. <laughs> what was the name of that woman who was like her honey old... child? Honey child. Yeah, you don't even need to finish the sentence. Honey child lives at the tip of my tongue every second. I think of Honey Child once a week. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. Honey Child okay. is amazing because Honey Child is such like that's such a type of friend. The friend that's like that's my road dog. And then like the second that something comes up that threatens your friendship, they like pull a move that like shits on your life. That well, was that one hour behind the scenes of Luann. It God was bless. it was maybe the best television I've a ever gift seen in my from life. God, truly. Her, her she hosted that Italian television show. Uh, she was a beauty. She was a real. She beauty. was gorgeous. She's she so was gorgeous, gorgeous, but she, she was a real beauty. Also, an important thing that I did not know prior to the Luann special. Luann is French Canadian. Luann Nadeau. Did you notice that? Uh, who had her in their phone as Luann Nadeau? I didn't, I, see you didn't see it. Luann called. Oh, and it was like Luann Nadeau, and I'm like, that's deep. And I hate to say this, French Canadian is not French French. But doesn't that and explain don't play it, it like all? it's French French? Doesn't it's that little, explain it's exactly it all? It. It's like it's it's French it Canadian. Per- it's perfect. I am the best on the Canadian in the world. <laughs> like that is exactly where it comes from. By the okay, way, but let me land this plane really quick. Go. We got to get back to this thing. Sorry. I think in a transatlantic relationship, you are dealing with phone mostly and. When you're dealing with that or FaceTime or whatever, keep when you're light. dealing with that, keep it fucking keep it light. Cute. Because the only thing that will derail a person's mental state more is having no control over a situation and no information. So if you start, if you don't have an emotional intelligence not to be like, oh, like I was at a bar and some guy was hitting on me. Don't say that. He doesn't need to know that. He can't do anything about it. It just frustrates you both. It makes you both feel sad. He's going to go on a whole mental tangent about that. Be just very careful about what you say to him. Don't treat him with the care that you would want to be treated with. Like, don't let someone drop, like, don't be the person that comes into his life and drops a bomb once a week just for some drama. Okay, but not only that, is someone going to move? Because if not, what are you wasting your life for? Thank you. Why would you ever be in a long, those are the, that's the dumbest, that all it does is create pain, and then you have to do 
tons of phone sex, which is the most embarrassing, humiliating thing a person can be forced to do on this earth, you guys. When I lived in Canada, I had so much phone sex, and it was so sad. I can't. At Guantanamo Bay, they're just making people have phone sex with each other forever. That's what they do. I had a $20,000 phone bill. (laughs) Waterboard me. How do you do it? Because I I had a boyfriend that really wanted to do that, and I put a pillowcase over my head because I was so embarrassed. (laughs) I couldn't even look my own self in the face. It was so embarrassing. Like, you'd be like, what are you wearing? Can't. Samesies I can't. to the core, but That's here's the right. thing. I'm this kind of so like gross and embarrassing and weird and li- like let's just do it in real life and not talk about it on the phone. I agree. I was also Ugh. being catfished at the time, so that should you should know that. But I also oh. want to say <laughs> that I was having phone sex with the catfish. Um, oh my god! But what Ed, I w- that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. But what I will say is, I'm a very old fashioned sort of lady, and I do believe that <laughs> if your man needs it, you should just do it. So I kind of try to figure things out. You know what I mean? I'd like, rather have him just look at porn and leave like me out of it. You're like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, you'll just settle any argument with a blowjob. I think so. Like, I also feel like <laughs> I think that I'm very – if I'm in a loving, committed relationship and there's, like, a, a request that's not completely insane – I will do a real blowjob. I don't want to have a pretend talkie one I'm on the phone. I'm so bad at fantasies. Oh. Like when people are like, "What's your fantasy?" I'm like, "I don't know." Relaxing. I was going like, to say, <laughs> watching Bravo, lying like, down. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, yeah. it's, what do you like into? Martinis. Cute Airbnb. Like that's a, nice a very <laughs> gay question on all the gay apps or whatever. They're always like, "What are you into?" And I'm always like, "Martinis." <laughs> Isn't sex enough? Like, why do you got to put a bunch of accoutrement on it? Like, I agree. Also, like all this, like we do fantasy role play. Are you? I don't have the goddamn time to come up with a character to do a backstory. That's not gonna happen for me. You, you should be happy. There's a live naked person willing to do it for free. I agree with you, but if it's like a simple, simple request, like, what, like, Ed? like if it's like a cop fantasy, how hard oh, is it to Jesus. get some handcuffs and to get you know a pair of dickies and a shirt? You know what I'm saying and a hat. I mean, look, I'm going to say I've been down both trails. Like, and, and the most frustrating thing is when someone can't be specific about their fantasy and they're like, I don't know. I'm into like submissive stuff. And it's like, oh, like what am I? That runs from cop to teacher to fucking gladiator. Like, what am I in this scenario? And then you spend all this time getting into these like fucking. And I hate the way that sex clothes always cost $4.99 and are like flammable. Or you go to like Asian provocateur and it's like I've I've dropped $900 at Asian provocateur for a guy not to bat an eye. So there's like, no middle ground. It could have ground. just been a, a $1 body stocking and it would have been the same situation. Uh, stock up on $1 body stockings. You guys, do you have any further words for these people? Um, well, this relationship is going to end, number one, uh, because you're 23 and that's, that's going to happen. Oh, my God. Get a local boyfriend. Get a local. Thank Go you. Local. Get a local. Shop uh, local shop produce yes. and men. <laughs> exactly. And as my favorite philosophy in life, you know, fuck what they're going through. You go ahead and get that number, boo. That's it for me. That's the best way to end it. Love it. Mazel. Mazel. Okay, guys, it's Christina, and our first combo up is... Go ahead. Uh, I'm Michael Tiberi. And I'm Blair Bercy, and I've never met Michael Tiberi until right now, but we follow each other. Yeah, we follow each other on Twitter. It's a very, uh, it's a very exciting moment. It's nice to meet somebody from the internet in person. Um, it's sad that I'm meeting him on the hottest day in the history of the earth 
It's Los Angeles is literally on fire. Right no, now. It's, it's it was 107. Well, it is. There's, a, there's smoke. It was like raining ashes this morning on my car. No, I don't I, think it was that I dramatic, but I wish it was. No, it was, and <laughs> we're probably dead or something. So you guys ready to take our first call? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very ready. Hi, Malls. Love you, girl. Huge fan of the pod. Um, so I'm getting married in October, um, at the end of October, right before Halloween, and I am kind of the definition of a chill bride, and trust me, that is not a complimentary self-appraisal. It's kind of a bad thing because I'm super lazy and I don't do anything. Um, I really just want our wedding to be super, super chill. I want everyone to have a fun time and to laugh at stuff, but I'm just worried that my shit, like my personality is not going to come across to like older folks at the ceremony. Um, like for instance, I was wondering, is it ugly cultural appropriation for me and my fiance to enter the ceremony to Julio's Gangsta's Paradise? Is that going to seem weird? Are people going to respond to that? Am I trying too hard? Am I thinking too much? I don't know. I just want it to be, like, memorable but easygoing. I want it to be a chill day, chill-ass day. just want everyone to leave with a smile on their face, well-fed. I don't want it to be a totally basic wedding. But I don't know. Maybe thinking about things like Gangsta's Paradise is basic. So I just want your advice. I feel like you'd have a really cool take on having a kick-ass wedding that people actually enjoy and don't want to kill themselves during. So thank you. Please advise. Well, Where do you even start with that one? I feel like Molly and Christina, both of you guys, have given us this call on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this poor woman should sit down because she's probably about to get red and burned. This so. was purely a me choice and it yeah. was specifically, I think, Michael, I think you could handle the burn that Blair is about to Yeah, I want. I kind of want Blair to start off on this because oh. I feel like you are ready for a roast here. Well, I had to chant like in between just yeah. because, okay, <laughs> so first of all, I didn't, like, I checked out the first half, so she was saying she didn't want to be what kind of bride? She just wants to be chill. <laughs> like, she just wants to be the chillest bride ever. Okay, one, <laughs> I see, I can't even speak. Um, the cultural appropriation aspect of it leads me to assume that neither her or her groom are, what, Coolio in school? Inner city? Like, she's not allowed. So she wants to play Gangster's, Gangster's Paradise right. to be cool. Okay, well that's the mistake already. So that like yeah, I was like, confused by that. Right. Yeah, I'm a little also, I'm a little confused too. But technically, it's not cultural appropriation. No, that's no. what I'm saying. So is it is she, who's like? But is, it's also not chill. <laughs> it's definitely not chill, and she should probably like have started there. Like that's embarrassing. Yeah, I don't but, really know what the vibe that she's going for. Unless it's I was, like an inside joke. Maybe it's an inside joke. But she said But cultural, how many people can you have an inside joke with? How Coolio many people are coming to this and wedding? And Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two people that are in on that joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like this. Um, I, go, Michael, please. I just think maybe uh, the vibe that you're going for is super chill. Uh, maybe pick a different, uh, a different entrance. Definitely. Right? Like, I'm thinking, like... May, as she was also saying she's not sure the demographic there is going right, to understand just, it. But I thought and, she said she was going to feel old. 
Oh, I mean, she thought that the older people in the audience wasn't going to understand or get it. So she wants she essentially she wants a chill wedding. Okay, with like kind of an inside Why joke. She just have story. everyone go through a drive-through then for the reception. I mean, that's like <laughs> just pick up to go orders at In and Out. Quick overview: cultural appropriation like that. You should call back and ask like how to speak because that's already a problem that I have. Um, like if she would have said like a Bollywood song or perhaps like. I don't know. Like yeah, if you else, performed like, a Bollywood that's choreographed dance, that's cultural appropriation. Right. Music is music. Like, I, if I play, like, The Little Mermaid Kiss the Girl at my wedding, it's not, like, cultural appropriation from, like, Walt If you Disney. played, like, Sweet Home Alabama at your wedding, that's like, not that's, necessarily cultural appropriation. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the problem. Um I mean, I want to tell someone to do what they want to do on their wedding. But not that. But not, yeah, exactly. Like, I want, you know, it's your wedding. I think you should be happy and you should do what you want to do. But I think there's a fine line that she's walking very close to that maybe she should she should take a step back and acknowledge just for herself and maybe for her guests because it could make her guests very uncomfortable. If the, I don't know. It if could be that's a, the coolness factor, it's going to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Gangster's Paradise is like your youngness. That if That's the youth then it's going to make them uncomfortable. Like I had a friend who had, they got married and all their vows were very like Disney oriented. It was like, yeah. And it was like, part of me was like, oh God. But then I'm like, they were so happy about it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like everyone can see that and everyone can be like, okay, I know what that is and enjoy it for what it is. But I don't know. Unless she's marrying a thug. So, uh, so that aside, like for you, what would be a chill wedding? What would make a chill wedding? I can start short service. Yes. Short wedding service at the top doesn't need to be an hour long. Keep it quick and concise. I don't want to hear about, you know, all the times you spend reading with each other and, you know, all that. When they go through, I went to a wedding and my friends were saying, you know, they spend so much quality time like reading and praying. And I'm like, "Uh, is praying like another word for you guys where you were giving him blowjobs? (laughs) We all know what that really meant. Um, Yes, I agree with short service please keep it short and get us to the wedding we want to just put an ipod on shuffle and let everyone go off yeah like, you know what i mean like it doesn't even matter you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be anything spectacular i think open bar is always important and yes. accommodating um blair that's good um two things i'm wedding phobic i figured out a way to avoid everybody's wedding except th- my three closest friends and like my boyfriend's sister um, and even still, when I was offered to be a part of like the ceremony, I figured out a way out of it. I'm so sorry if anybody's listening to this now and now has figured out why I'm not. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but yeah, I can't. Your sister is pissed. What, what is kidding. it about <laughs> weddings that you're that makes you uncomfortable? It, it I just don't like the whole like pomp and circumstance and the added. It's like I feel like nobody has fun planning it, and I've been a part of like productions and plays and tv shows and movies and reality shows and i feel like there's some kind of payoff but with weddings it just looks like a nightmare from the moment you like pick the people that are going to be in it until actually like when people are saying goodbye well here's there's the thing jackie str- went in on that on the on our last episode because she just yeah. had her wedding. right that's what right. i was gonna bring yeah. she's here today and jackie and leslie grossman um leslie gave the best piece of advice to everybody downstairs talking about weddings which is it's six hours of your life you can't obsess and stress over everything. You have the rest of your life together. So just focus on the fact that it's only six hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, it takes eight hours to do my hair. I can get through six hours. <laughs> you know, like, I'm good with that. So I think that's the best advice I've ever heard. And so for a chill wedding, the bride would have to understand that it's only six hours. Like, yeah, these are people you love and people you care about. Like, it if you're... 
also the amount of money that goes into it. Like I feel like yeah, it's crazy. You know, just let go, let God, God. or <laughs> Jehovah or Beyonce or whatever you believe monsters. in. Like you know, like <laughs> let it let it happen. Coolio, <laughs> Gangsters Paradise. Like let it happen. Turn a chair backwards. Sit down and like talk to the class. What what's something like was the best thing you saw at a wedding that you went to? Ooh. That you were like, this is the best wedding. Hmm. Mine was a chocolate fountain, but I feel like Ooh, that's pretty standard that. at weddings that's... now. So let me think. What was the best thing I saw at a wedding? I've been to, I've been to three weddings <laughs> once yes. again. So my friend Sujin had the best food I've ever had a wedding in my entire life. I don't even eat seafood. And she literally had like lobster, like huge lobsters and steak. And like the food made it. Yeah. Was it a buffet style? Kind of. Okay. So, like, I didn't need to put lobster on my plate, but it was, like, amazing. It was in Santa Barbara, and it was gorgeous. And then my friend Krissa got married at the same place Jackie got married at. Short ceremony, and then when you sat down, it felt like you were in, like, Wonderland. Like, twinkling lights and these big, huge, like, willow trees. So that made me chill. And then my boyfriend's sister had a lovely extreme wedding that was like six figures and insane and her oh, when you said extreme i thought it was going to be like on a on a rock you had to rock oh no i was gonna be on like a boat <laughs> I, you guys would have had to tell me about it i wouldn't have gone but um she had like the most luxurious wedding i've ever seen she had a chandelier cake oh my god the cake was a chandelier and it lit up Oh, shit. And it had their, like, initials in the middle of the cake. So those are the three best things I've ever seen. I love that. What, uh, would, what would be in your dream wedding? In my dream wedding? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, that's hard. I, ha- I haven't spent a lot of time on Pinterest planning my wedding, um, although I should get on it. Uh, I think, honestly, like, I like a lot of people around, and I like I get nervous in, like, a small, small setting. Right now? Just kidding. Yeah. But um, I think for me, it would be, I like, like, a big party. Like, that would just be the best part to me, would be having a big wedding and having, like, a lot of people around and just, like, fun. Because then it's not, it's not so focused on just you and the other person. I know right. it's all about that person. But it's so, I think, to me, the best part of the wedding is just having all those people around that are genuinely so happy for you and you know you're happy to have them there to celebrate so for me it would just be to have like i can't think of like necessarily a material thing that would really make it i would want to be outside uh that's a big thing for me you uh, say that on a day like this yeah (laughs) yeah forget it (laughs) not in california yeah Yeah. (laughs) to know i'm dying (laughs) here's beginning in the end yeah you're giving you're giving away the rest of your life right now um yeah i think for that that would be really important for me to just have you know Everybody there that I cared about in a big wedding. I know that's such a terrible no. answer, but um, that's good. I can't think of something that's very uh, band or DJ. Oof, uh, definitely. I think DJ. I yes. think if you could have both, maybe if you were at a place, you could have a band for like a little bit. But DJ, no, I'm down Who to are that. you, Jimmy no. Fallon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. I'm yeah, down maybe for, that. for like one song. Have like it. Have songs. maybe yeah. like the one or two. Have songs. Like, Christina yeah. and I okay. are going to get married now because yeah. we were agreeing on this. <laughs> Uh, but no, definitely a DJ. Okay. It all because, started like, on that episode 100, guys. <laughs> Yeah, because it is when you like you get a band there. I'm just like, all right, play something like good. Like we really got to get down now. So I think DJ yes. is definitely. Uh, I wouldn't mind something like Dan Band, where they're playing like yeah. uh, a total eclipse in the heart, but they're yeah, like cursing do, like, in the beginning. Little, you <laughs> this know. is actually turning into a really good matchup. I'm just sitting here watching. <laughs> I know. I think Christine and I are falling in love yeah, right no, now. Please advise. It's happening. <laughs> we went from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> I'm like looking up bands on my phone. I'm Pinteresting right. Right yeah. now, <laughs> this is good. Um, what would your songs be? Would you have a song? Like, what would like as I like an in, well, like if you couldn't pick Gangster's Paradise because clearly she has it so. as an entry hour song. After yeah. hour. What was yours? <laughs> no, no, that was a Gangster's Paradise lyric. 
Um, oof, what would be my like the song that we entered to? This you. is gonna make us or break us, right? I know, Uh-oh. right now. <laughs> ooh, that's tough. Because I wouldn't want it to be like cheesy. Like I wouldn't want everyone to be like, uh. Okay, like, how about this? Okay, that's too. Intro is weird anyway. First, like your dance, like when you hit the floor. That we're going, uh, oof. Like, I could do, like, a jagged edge, like, let's get married, like, kind of best man. Oh, like, that, that is you great. Know, like, that so is that, really So what fun. would you, like, get dancey to? Um, oh, trying to think. I don't know. This is tough. But it's, like, a good song that I would really want to be. I need to, like, look at my iTunes okay. library right now. It's the most, em- the most embarrassing um, thing. <laughs> Christina, what about you? For the first dance? Yeah. Or not first dance, but just like you hit the floor. First dance should be like, like you know. I've thought about this a lot because um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I get in the car and I'm listening to stuff, and I'm like, that'd be dope at a wedding. Like Panda, so, by not Panda. Okay. I think my wedding would have a lot of like old style, like like jock jams. What is that? You know, like um, some nineties, some nineties jock jams. I'd be into that. Some what disco kind of for sure. What? No, you don't know what jock jams Oh, also are? great. I'll what have Friday Night Lights streaming jams. in the background on a screen. <laughs> Wait, I am, am I confused? What are jock jams? Isn't that like... Jock jams is like, whoop, there it is. Like, oh, those are jock jams. Oh, I like always call those that like... you would hear at like a sports fun. stadium uh, yeah, Okay, like okay, that, yes, yes, that's exactly what I thought it was, but I've never heard that. But I would have like a lot of Motown and Stevie Wonder okay. and like Jackson 5 and like some disco stuff and like some Spanish stuff because I am a Hispanic person. Oh, um, wow, good to know. know. Oh, yeah. So, so Mark <laughs> Anthony would be there. Is that cultural appropriation? No, because okay. it's my culture. All right, great. <laughs> That's true. That is your culture, so you're yeah. allowed to have it. Yeah. Um, relating back to Coolio. I like jock jams, I guess. I think a music can make or break away. Oh, honestly. my first song would probably be something Stevie Wonder. That's good. That oh, anything really... from the Scandal like yeah. playlist. Yeah. Oh, Sign, seal, don't deliver. you worry about a thing? Oh, that is a good one. As... <laughs> Or always, or yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. As, Anything from any of the best man movies, I'm yeah. pretty much. Yeah. That's great. Why you find your song? I can't. I'm going to let Christina pick it when we get Ooh. married. Oh, so yay. I can't think of one right now that would That's be the, the right best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the answer we wanted. So, what are we, what should we leave this caller with? Um, ultimately, uh, oh, a okay. iTunes gift card to download yeah. new music. Just yeah. Um, yeah, Spotify login. Yeah. Um, Blair will set up a playlist yeah. and we'll give you the login. Michael's going to get your Pinterest board together because yeah. we have a feeling this is not one of your biggest problems. So. <laughs> but ultimately, like, I respect the wedding is like about the people that you have there and just try to enjoy yourself. And not yeah. And I get that you want to make it chill, but you know. You're going to stress out a little. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. sometimes trying to make something chill is the least chill way to go about doing things. So I feel Absolutely. like just like close your eyes, like try to like bl- black everything out and think to yourself, what would make you the most happiest? Like what makes you the most happiest? And like you were saying about your friend's wedding, when you see that look of joy on somebody's face rather than them like kind of pandering to the audience, yeah. that's what makes a good wedding. So yeah. even if it is a Disney song or it is something, an inside joke between the two of you, when you look that filled with joy, nobody can take that it's away infectious. from you. Yeah. Yeah. There is something about weddings that when you're like, oh, maybe I could do this one day. Yeah. You're at a wedding and everybody looks so happy. I'm like, could I be that happy one day? I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm capable I'm also, that. yeah, no. Unless Michael and I get married. Yeah, I think we're staring Guys, into each I'm other's so eyes right now. Blair, we need this. you to leave for like 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Can I officiate? 
Yeah, absolutely, sure, yes. right now. Okay, dearly beloved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I start with Prince Let's Go Crazy. Oh, Ooh, okay. Oh, Christina, I would marry you with that oh, you one. Oh, a bad girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dearly beloved. Yeah, no, I'm into that. I'm into that. This po- this call just turned into me and Christina's first date. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I just jumped in there with yeah. that. Polly, we're Polly, Polly wedding. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, sorry we... I, yeah, sorry we got so off track, but I think, yeah, that we kind of... Because you gave me something. Yeah, a message there. So I think the most, yeah, the most important thing to take home is like no gangsters paradise because I'm assuming that it's on a CD if that's the song (laughs) that you're playing. So like, (laughs) write that CD, girl. People are going there to enjoy themselves, so don't try to get too hung up about it. Yeah, Yeah, and enjoy yourself. It is your wedding day. Yeah. Have fun. Thanks, guys. Let's take our next call. Okay, guys, so it's Christina again, and in the room we have Jackie Johnson. Hi, guys. Cameron. Hey. And we have a very special guest. Please advise former caller and now guest, Jesse. Jesse, do you want to tell people who you are? Yes, my name is Jesse. I am the Tinder grifter, as they say. Yeah, from a while back. Yeah, from Please Advise. Um, I'm happy to be here at Maul's house. It's a fun time. We're having beers. We're Isn't having- it amazing that Leslie Grossman is here? She is one of I, – because I, I, I told her earlier, I was like, oh, my God, I love popular – like, when I was growing up. like, And she was like, I feel like all oh, little gay boy. And like, she, like, totally, like, knew that I was, like, a little gay boy watching popular. But, yeah. Also, um, Jesse was the here. Hummer call, if you want to remind people Holy what that shit. call was about. His yeah. coworker, can his cur- older yeah, – co- Yeah, you can curse. Fucking hell. My <laughs> I quit my job. Oh, okay. Uh, but I – can I say the company? I can say the company. Yeah, now. go for it. It was Nordstrom. Um, oh, and I heard Nordstrom's is great to work at. No, <laughs> yeah, but this one lady was not pleasant to work with, and I was uh, I was I was a customer service, so I was in her office, and um, this lady next to me was very racist and homophobic, and like tell me all this stuff, and it was it was it was a shit show to say the least. So, and you uh, quit. I resigned. Smart. Yeah. So if you remember, he was the one who said that he worked with an older lady and she used the word, the word Hummer wrong. <laughs> she said her husband gave her a Hummer. Oh my but, God. No, but like, she, but her, but her husband bought her a, a car. It was a Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. First of all, what kind of obnoxious asshole drives a Hummer? Her, I mean, can, do we know what's happening in the planet? Like, <laughs> I mean, listen. I drive like a I drive like a Prius, so so do I. Uh, I mean, was it probably yellow too? It's like yellow Hummers are even more <laughs> of an attraction. I don't know because she has two cars, so she drives her um, whatever. Well, bad car, enough. And then yeah. a, the Hummer on the weekend. Ew. Very Nordstrom. I'm glad you got out of there. All right, guys, are you ready to take some calls or yes. just one call? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can't wait. Hey, malls. Um, this is one of your faithful listeners and followers, Ashley. Um, I have a question about self-improvement. I'm somebody who really would like to stay woke, as they say, um, in my own behavior in life. And every year I feel like I get better, but then sometimes I feel setback. And I wonder if a lot of the problems I'm facing are obviously because of my own behavior. Um, That being said, I'm encountering a lot of, this weird sense and feeling that people aren't taking me seriously. And I think it has to do with the fact that I can't seem to hold on to a serious relationship for longer than maybe several months. Um, And I feel a little distracted in my career life. 
meaning I passionately go for something, and then after like a year, I'm over it, and I want to try something completely different, maybe in an adjacent field, but all in the same family, um, which is in the tech and startup world. And I'm just wondering if it makes me come across flaky or if it makes me come across uh, aimless or I don't know. So I've tried therapy. I didn't really get much out of it. I've even tried a a woman in, in L.A. who you call and she does like kind of like a reading on you. And she gave me some incredible insights and information. But I just feel like I guess the reason I'm calling you is what would you do for yourself if you felt like you wanted to turn the tides on your reputation or how people perceive you or even your own behavior? Have you ever experienced a point in your life where you were like, okay, I want to be better. I want to make my life better. I want to, I don't know, uh, I guess create a whole version of yourself in a better way. Um, that probably doesn't make sense. I'm also really high on Adderall right now, and I kind of feel like I'm bud. Um, so maybe this has been, like, not the most fully formed way of questions, of calling you and asking a question. But anyway, that is that. That's my question. How do you go about bettering yourself, making your reputation better, um, and proving people wrong, I guess, about you? Bye. Okay, so Ashley, you are in luck because you get not just one, but three brilliant minds to help you with your question. We all are sending you love and yes. we appreciate your question. Love you. Um, let's talk about the Adderall thing. Let's for a talk minute. about it because just honestly, you take Adderall, well, right? I do take Adderall, but I need it. I don't right. take it just like because you take it's it every like, day? No. Only when I feel like I need to call like for example, if I'm uh if I needed to go to work and I needed to like focus on something, I need, you know, do you take I don't, XR like, or regular? I'm not Lindsay Lohan style where I needed to like uh, suppress my appetite. Right, right, right. I'm not. Although I wish I, you know, was a Lindsay Lohan type. Do you I take X, the extended release or the normal? I take Adderall. My my little sister takes Concerta, which I don't know. But do you do take? You, you don't know if you take XR or regular? No, I don't know. I don't do you know, know what your dose is? How many milligrams you take? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, my All mother. I'm, my mother still buys. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is Adderall can fuck you up. So that it was can. my that's, red flag when that's she why said that. I don't. That's why I don't take it every day. Right, because I, I had like a major – I used to get like heart – Palpitation? Like, yeah, like no, I, th- I had girl, to go to the no, hospital. No, no. Like I was like, this shit is bad for you. So I got off that shit, especially if she has focus problems. It's ADHD is such a big problem for millennials. Yes. And I really think it's because of the TV the t- and the instant media. I was going to say – Television, you know it, everything's mean? so instant that it's like it, you have to like have it now and you're like you have to focus on everything now, right. now, now. We don't now. have the focus. No, you can't. Well, I want to commend Ashley on wanting to improve herself. Yes. yes. So and many well, people yeah, are let's say self-aware. That. Let's yeah. Say that. Let's say that. So, At least she's she, self-aware. She wants to become a better person. Yes. And I think the, the what I heard what was going on is, is she keeps saying like, she thinks people perceive her as a flake or whatever way she described it. Yeah. And I think there may be a lot of projection going on. For sure. Because yeah. when you don't have confidence in yourself um, and you're insecure about things, you think others are seeing it as well. For yes. sure. And, and I guarantee right, you it's right. not as bad as she thinks. Exactly. So I think the focus for her would be less on how others are perceiving her um, and, again, on her self-improvement. And yes. you, you made a good point. Um, I think um, a lot of self-esteem issues come from, or not come from, but like you, you, it's a lot of, it's worse 
in your head than what, yeah. what other people – For you, sure. Yeah. What you think other people think about you is not really – like people really don't really give a shit. It's, like it's, it's more yeah. in your head. And it sounds like she's really hard on herself. Yeah. For so, sure. So um, honestly, Ash, her name's Ashley. Yes. Ashley, honestly, girl, um, just just take it down on the, on the Adderall, girl. Um, I mean, I definitely would recommend that. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't know if she's always on it. She was just right, on right. That that's call. true. That's uh, true. okay. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. So, we don't know. I don't want to say she. I don't want to say. I don't want to say she's like an Adderall. No, Adderall. Right. We don't, don't know that. So about her. But like, right. yeah. like let's okay, let's not take Adderall. Let's just like believe in ourselves, or maybe take more of it because. <gasps> Well, listen, if you have a problem with committing to stuff, because I'm the same way. I start a project and then I give up on it and it sits in my room for for a whole year. And I'm like, yeah. why am I do that? Yeah. It's totally like a thing of ADHD sufferers. Yeah. So I hear that. I think every, I don't know if this is true for y'all, but like every year I look back and I think I was such an idiot last year. I feel like every year we do evolve and get better as a person. And because I look back at like 26, 28, I'm like, oh my God, I was so stupid. You know, like, so that's a completely valid and normal feeling. I'm 26. I'm like, I have... I have like three books that I have that, that are like in my computer that are like not finished. Like right, I mean? I mean that's just the way it is in life. Because she's so hard on herself, I would maybe recommend creating like concrete goals and journaling. Like yeah. saying for the next six months, oh, I want to. Oh that's such a great. Yeah, I yeah. do that for myself. Like, I want to accomplish X, Y, and Z. And for her to, like, work on that and look internally and, and stop, like, th- worrying about what others think of her. And just for a look while. Look inward, girl. For a year, just journal and set goals and look inward and grow from within. And then maybe a year from now, the insecurities she's feeling will diminish. Even daily goals, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think the whole, like, Routine. love. The love thing. Exactly. For me... I just started saying yes to guys who I normally wouldn't. And mm. I'm not saying say yes to like losers, but like I was like, I, I have a type and I only date yeah. the guy. And a guy would ask me out. And I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll have, I'll go out with you. Sure. I, I was such a yes guy too. Like, yeah. In my, in like my WeHo days, like <laughs> back in the day, like, like Cabo Cantina days. I've been there. <laughs> no, for real though. I'd be like, I dislocated like, my kneecap at Cabo Cantina. My shoulder. So I was so drunk and I fell. My shoulder. So you guys are saying that she has trouble with confidence. Like, how did you gain confidence? Have you, because I'm not confident at all, so I have no idea oh. how to help I her. I think fake um, it till you make it. That's my goal. That's my, like, phrase in life. We like, just high-fived um, in yeah. the studio, but um, it's true. You you have to just Yeah, walk pretend, in the room and be pre- fly. Like, think you're, pretend you're Gwen Stefani <laughs> in, like, the Hollow Girl video. Like, whatever. Lo- yo, she? pretend you're Lady Gaga and just do it. I don't think she said how old she is. Okay, because, you know, your 20s are just a shit show. Yeah, your yeah. 20s are a shit show. And like I said, everyone is insecure. And that's yeah. why you're probably projecting it from other people onto yeah. yourself. Like, everybody sucks. Everybody thinks they're a basic bitch. Just do your thing. And yeah. every year you look back and you're like, wow, I'm so much better than I was last year. And like ten years later, you're like, "Oh my god, I was a nightmare then." Like, you yeah. know, that's all normal, girl. No, These yeah. are all normal feelings. I know. Exactly. I wish she wasn't so hard on herself and a, right. And accepted the it fact makes me this sad. is the process. Take like yeah. one day at a time. Like, it's exactly. so hard for us to do that. But Don't be so so hard on yourself and fake it till you make it. Have been like the biggest things and please advise in the hundred episodes that we've had. You no, have to fake it. I, tr- I truly feel. About you. Oh my god, I truly that. feel that fake it till you make it is a is a is like a real. Right? Wouldn't you guys agree? Like, fake it till you make it. Yes. Is like a, a super- people are attracted to confidence. If you're unconfident, you're only going to attract shitty people. Yeah. You know, or like yeah. not toxic people or bad people. Yeah. You deserve it and you'll find it when you realize that. Yeah. You're very right. Yeah. What was I mean, the- I'm a married woman. Look at All you. Of one I'm married. Week. One week, honey. Topanga. Let me give you some advice. That's, I think we got it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye. 
Hey, it's me. I'm back with John Levenstein and Ali Kingsley right now. We're going to answer one of your questions that Christina's handpicked for you, one of her specialties. Hey, Miles and Christina. My name is Patrick, and I am a 29-year-old gay from the Houston area. Um, so my dilemma has to do with, well, first of all, congrats on 100 episodes. That's pretty fucking dope. Um, anyway, so a few months ago, um, I reached out to my friend, and I asked her, uh, if her and her husband wanted to go, uh, to a 311 concert, because I'm mean, like, why wouldn't they? Um, and so she was like, yeah, just let me know how much tickets are. So I was like, okay. And they were like 50 bucks. Um, and she was like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, cool. I was like, I'll get them. Like, can we, so we went to the concert, uh, and she shows up, but her husband didn't, because apparently he forgot to schedule, um, the, the night off, uh, from work. And apparently none of his coworkers at the Verizon Wireless kiosk in the mall were super stoked to get it, to cover his shit, I guess. But I mean, I get it. I'm sure they are super exhausted from selling overpriced phone cases. Anyway, not the point. Uh, but anyway, so she pays me for her ticket, but she never paid me for her husband's ticket. And so I guess I'm just kind of like, needing some validation like do, i feel like she should have paid me for his ticket because it's not my fault he didn't schedule his shit off his shift off but at the same time i'm like does she, she just and like i'm not super close with her husband like not enough for me to like reach out to him and being like hey bro like it was like 50 bucks so they're kind of just like ignoring it and i see them every once in a while now and like it's been i don't know a little bit since the concert and like they just haven't like brought it up and i just feel weird about it and so i'm wondering if it's one of those things where it's like I should just kind of, like, let it go because it's not that big a deal. And it's, like, I mean, 50 bucks, like, I can still pay my rent. But, like, I don't know. I would have liked to put that toward, like, weed or groceries or perhaps something from Amazon Prime while I'm drunk. I don't know. I could have used that money. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm in the wrong. So I guess I'm looking for advice. Love the pod. Uh, love you guys. Uh, and congrats on the 100th episode. Please the bad. Okay, so I want to really thank you for coming original with this question. Um, I would like to say that amber is the color of your energy and that shades of gold display naturally. So, like, very cool. Thank you. Also, the irony in all of this is that my actual best friend, Stephen Myers, is sitting in this room and our favorite band is 311 together. We worked a night editing job where we'd get out of work at 7 in the morning and talk about how much we love 311. So, crazy irony. Basically, this guy's in a situation I think we've all been in. You, like, go a little bit too hard on a set of concert tickets. You overorder, and then you commit people to them. Uh, and he went with his, like, friend, and then her husband was going to be hit, like, so that was going to be the completion of the three tickets. Her, her husband, him. And then she wound up going, and he couldn't, the husband couldn't, because he got stuck at work. He couldn't get his shift off. I can't believe I'm having to hear this. Boring story twice. He oh works at the Verizon no, kiosk. It's happening, John. Like he works at the Verizon kiosk. At a nail salon, and I'm having to hear someone's conversation with their friend on their phone, and I just want to jump into a. Allie, that's what podcasts no are. Die. <laughs> that's what podcasts are. Our conversations you de- you wish you never heard. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. So anyway, he's basically saying, should I reach out and be like? Hey, husband, do you owe me $35 for that 311 ticket or like just let it go? Like pick your pick your battles. I say no. Curious what he paid the money for. He paid the money to take a shot at the guy's job at the Verizon kiosk. (laughs) Right. He paid the money to call in to please advise with a (laughs) non-question. He paid the money to drone on at the end. 
Patrick got his money's worth. Exactly. What are you willing to pay to make a problem go away? Like, he's gotten everything he needs out of this. If, if I mean, how much is a 311 ticket in 2016? $35 probably. I'm going to County Crows $35? Were they, like, front row? 50 Okay, so okay, were they backstage? must have been <laughs> touching their taints as they played because there's no other way that a, a ticket to 311 could cost $50. Not a chance. Unless it was, like, a private eight-person venue. Uh, so I, I think that, yeah, whatever. I mean, how poor are you though? If I was poor, I'd be enraged. If I was in, yeah, if I was in a really rough spot and I was counting every dollar, I wouldn't A, be going to a 311 concert, but B, yeah, I would, I would maybe approach them and say, you know, I'm kind of hard up for cash right now and I put this out and this is what happened. Is there any way you can maybe like donate to the cause? But But I think uh, Patrick's making clear that he's going to be okay. It's the guy who works at the Verizon kiosk who's stiffing him on the tickets who's worse off financially. So Patrick's, Patrick's taking a shot at the Verizon guy, but Patrick's also letting us know, hey, I'm going to be okay. I can't afford to blow this money on this stupid ticket for this guy I'm not so close to, but you know, should I say something? There's the non-question at the end. There's no question. Okay, so here's a question for you two. Let's say something comes to you. Let's say you I, I have another question. Hold on. Okay, for Patrick. Okay, okay. This is more important. <laughs> Why is Patrick feeding off of this couple's relationship? So Patrick doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Patrick doesn't have a woman to ask a thing. Or maybe, you know, maybe Patrick has great dates, great female friends. They just don't happen to Patrick's like this group. Gay. Whatever. Somehow we've gotten to a point where it's like Patrick is ending up with this couple. Right. So why is Pat? So Patrick overextended himself because he doesn't have an intimate relationship. So he's got to feed off of this couple, yes. right? Yes, that's exactly right, John. You're like so dead on, and thank you. And so if that's the case, that's his need. You know, he overextended himself because of that crazy thing going on. Inside. Did you say he's not? Is he gay? Did you say or heterosexual? I Do think we know? at the beginning, I don't know if we we he's had a amputee. lot of theories. We heard amputee, cancer patient, something gay. Did you hear cancer kid or cancer guy or? Cancer it's kid. I don't see why you can't be all We've got three. cancer kid, amputee, or something gay, and slash or. Yeah, oh my I, god! He's loved. He loves to qualify himself and others. That's definitely oh. true. And he loves the anyways. Can you imagine like sitting across from him on a dinner date? Anyway, Patrick comes from a place of no. I think we can say that much for sure. He's definitely Patrick comes from a place of anyway. Anyway. Information you don't need and then getting back to the other thing you don't care about. People get very caught up on the details here. When I had someone say to me very in a way that really painfully affected me, I was like going through this whole tumultuous situation and I was so hinged up and I was like, and then she did this fucked up thing to me and then this fucked up thing happened and someone was like, you know, Molly, the details are actually super uninteresting. The bottom line is that you guys hate each other. And... That really fucking took the wind out of me because I was like, shit, dude. Like, I had been fucking running on this energy of details. Like, I had been so detailed-oriented in my anger, and I had, like, fucking Wikipedia articles pulled up ready to go in and be like, so apply this paragraph, footnote here, this person fucking sucks. And then if you look back on the time I accused her of stealing my purse, it really was because I couldn't trust her. So... It was just was too dark. It was too dark. And I think that maybe you're in too dark of a situation. You have to look at this thing. It's like sometimes I order shit on Amazon when I'm drunk and then it comes to my house broken <laughs> and I don't return it because I'm like, you know what, Molly? That's the price of being a fucking idiot. And I think that that's how you have to look at this. Like you bought a fucking ceramic planter from Asia that you knew wasn't going to be pop- properly boxed. And then it comes to your house and it's in a million pieces. And you're like, am I really going to go to Kinko's and print out the return label? 
for this. No, you're that's not printing. That that's is a great exactly point. what is happening that. here. Yeah. No, it's exactly, exactly it. Happening. And shit comes here broken all the time. That bathtub that you're looking at in there, that came three times. You're not looking at it. It's an opaque door. Yeah. But it came it came broken three times. And uh, uh, yeah. So. I would also say winning in life isn't taking a shot at the loser at the Verizon kiosk. Would it be different if it was like T-Mobile, though? I'm just curious. <laughs> yes, actually. I just feel like Patrick needs his own victories. Patrick needs his own relationship. Like, it's sad that we know where the guy works who didn't pay for the tickets. Do we know where Patrick works? Oh, shit. Oh, Have snap. your own life. Have your Drop own life, Patrick. Oh, yes, where literally. Where do we go from here? <laughs> where do we go? Where do we go from here? Patrick, what do you do? Call us with an update. Who are you? What the fuck do you Talk do? Talk about yourself, not yourself in relation to a loser. We don't care about the loser. You're on thin ice, Patrick. Patrick. Uh, worried about you, 323-450-7408 or email voice notes to askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Let's take our next call. Katie, thank you so much for being here. How are you today? Excellent. How are you? Um, I'm pretty excited to be here. I am really amazed at the turnout. And I love that the fact that it's both of you guys right now because you're both cool blonde chicks that are hustlers that I met through Ed. Yay. That's awesome. I love it. It's like you guys are totally the Bettys to my Veronica right now. Um, I think of myself as a brunette, even though – do you guys think of me as a brunette? Sometimes. Sometimes. Thank you. But right now you're a bit of a blonde. I know. I have the highlights. I think that was really built into me as like an Irish Catholic girl growing Mm -hmm. up in Massachusetts. Like summer's coming. Gotta get the highlights. You gotta get those highlights in. The only thing that's different about me is that I don't wait in line at Dunkin' Donuts and I don't tan anymore. Do either of you ever tan? I spray tan. I spray tan. You spray tan? Are you SPF queens? Yes. What do you use? You're both so, you're both very pale, which I mean in a good way. Like, yeah. but also like I'm not glorifying that. You guys, by the way, um, <laughs> I also am just saying that you guys are both pale like me. People call about sunscreen a lot. Do you use sunscreen? I do. I what tried it. Brand everything. All of my products, from my primer to my moisturizer to my foundation to powder, are all sunscreen. Um, what brand? Uh, Clarins, Kiehl's, Smashbox. Oh, Smashbox is a good SPF. That's good to know because you need like one that's going to work with your makeup. Absolutely. I bought like a gallon of this like sporty spice sunscreen down here and like it's gigantic. But I mean like I already I the last thing you want to run out of is sunscreen because like even just going to the store to buy new sunscreen, you get freckles. Amazon Prime. You Amazon Prime at all. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. What's the worst thing you've ever Amazon Primed? I don't know if I have me. One thing I always Amazon Prime is like cases of water. And I feel kind of bad for the guy that's like bringing him up the stairs and stuff. I use and abuse that totally. I think there's nothing worse as a woman than having to carry up like a 48 pack of paper towels upstairs. Like that is offensive to me. It hurts me. Like I can't. I And it also upsets me that like guys don't see me struggling with a like 24 pack of paper towels and immediately stop to help me. But why are you going through that many paper towels? Because, like, you buy in bulk, you know what I mean? Everyone uses paper towels, dude, right? Should I be using a – are you basically saying I should be green? Oh, no. I have plenty of Stoli co- cocktail napkins, but I'm just <laughs> – <laughs> 
I'm just wondering, 48 rolls of paper towels? That's a lot. You live by yourself? That's like an orphanage. Oh, is it really? I know. Well, I do. I actually realized this week I have poor person mentality about food. Like sometimes I'll go grocery shopping even though I have no need for it. And I'm just like, I should have food in the house. And I'm like, but you do have food in the house. And I won't eat it, but like I have total poor person mentality about that. Like at any given time, I'll have a dozen eggs in my fridge. And like, when the fuck am I going to eat a dozen eggs? I don't even really eat. Like, let alone like a dozen eggs. How many of those dozen do you end up eating? Uh, well, ever since I like started talking to farmers and they were like, dude, you have like three months with an egg. Like they just make it seem like you only have two weeks. I'll eat, I'll eventually eat a dozen like over the course of like a month and a half. Good for you. But I was throwing them out like weekly for a while, which is insane. That's insane. That's what happens to most of my groceries. Yeah. Salad bags. Like, have you ever opened up a salad bag you've ever bought? I don't even buy the salad bags. What do you buy? Um, mostly beverages. Love that. Okay, let's take our call. Hi, Malls. I was just calling to ask for a little bit of clarification. This isn't necessarily a question that has anything to do with my life, although I guess technically it kind of does. Um, But I was just listening to your podcast called Naked Activities Club, and you casually threw in there that guys who like to go down on girls are not guys that you want going down on you. And then you didn't elaborate at all on why that would be. And so I'm wondering if you're talking about like guys who are like weird kind of pervy players who like to go down on a lot of different girls or like if you have a boyfriend who's like exclusive, who likes to go down on you a lot, is that like a weird red flag or something like like, is, is he, like, a drug addict or something? I don't know. I just didn't get enough information. So I was just hoping for a little bit of clarification on that. Um, and, yeah, I think that's all I've got for you. Also, do you watch uh, – or, wait, no. You totally do watch Real Housewives of New York, but you just haven't talked enough about Sonia, in my opinion. So maybe talk a little bit about Sonia Morgan and how totally crazy and Grey Garden she is because that's my favorite thing on Bravo right now. So, um, all right. Yeah. And I think I forgot to mention my name is Caitlin. So if you feel like saying my name, there it is. All right. Love you. Love the pod. Have a great day. Bye. Okay. Well, Caitlin, off the bat, I'd tell you to work on your storytelling structure because like you completely took the wind out of me with the beginning part with the like, I, first of all, I wasn't the one who said that it was Molly Tarlov. So get your Molly straight. Secondly, I've said before on this podcast that I don't necessarily agree or endorse all of my guests sentiments I just don't uh however like I felt what Molly said when she was like first of all the guys that like want to go down on you like crazy or not the guys that you like I I really I understood the joke and I just moved forward like this isn't a place where we're gonna deeply like navel gaze about like oral sex like this is not that world so like uh I would really, no, I would, seriously, like, I would suggest if you want to have that sort of productive dialogue, you look to another podcast, but we've done 100 episodes of being irreverent, having fun, doing us, not answering questions about, like, do you think, no, I'm not going to answer a question like that for you. That's, like, me trying to defend the fact that, like, I'm not a racist. I'm not going to set myself up for that. Like, it's just not a dialogue. I know what's true of me. I know what's true of my guests. I do what I goddamn want. And, like, additionally, whatever. So all that said, um, I really think that I'm not going to talk to you about Real Housewives uh, because fuck your storytelling structure. Like, you took all the fun out of it. 
But if you want to hear me talk about reality TV, you can go to emotionallybrokenpsychos.com and sign up for my new podcast. It's all about reality TV and the way it makes us feel. Uh, it's a Please Advice spinoff. Allie and Katie, what do you think about guys that are eager to go down on you? Well, I will just touch quickly on the fact that she started her call with Oral and finished it with Bravo, and that's my idea of a perfect date. <laughs> so I'm not personally offended by her storytelling structure in that aspect, and only that aspect. I think, <laughs> I think that if you're calling and your biggest problem is whether it's a bad thing, your guy wants to go down on you all the time, then it's, that's a great problem to have. I mean... I mean, okay. That's so, one of those things where it's like there's no such thing as too much of a good thing when it comes to that. Word. I mean, I think that, okay, so I went to New York a few years ago and my friend texted me and was like, hey, my friend really wants to hook up with you. We used to hook up, uh, but like, I just want you to know he like gives great head. And like, I was, first of all, I was repulsed on like 15 different levels. And then I was like, is she literally just suggesting, like, I go, like, I mean, I feel like that's what guys message each other about girls. Like, you should go hook up with my friend who's in New York. Like, but what do you, but I think, I, I think, I don't know, there was something, like, a, it was almost like a calling card. Like, I wouldn't want to hear about my girlfriend giving amazing blowjobs either. I mean, you were, you were going to New York. You were going on a trip. I think she wanted you to have a good time. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing worse than hooking up with someone and they are not good in bed and they give horrible head. I mean, what, you This know? is the question I think she's asking, though, is, like, do you read into that when a guy's, like, way, that's his, like, calling card? I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, as long as he's going down on you, if he's not going down on you, then we have a problem. Yeah. But my I think friend you're good. is dating somebody. Well, dating's a loose term, but my friend is sexually active with somebody who is super into having sex with his feet. Okay. So that would be a problem. Yeah. This that's a problem. is not a problem. No. I and if somebody's really not. into, I think that also it's like a giving situation. I had a boyfriend who was all about the blowjobs and all just wanted all the time. And I did not give it to him all the time. He was a dick. But like that is a taking that's a taking issue. I think giving yeah. is totally different. If they're into pleasing you, like, that makes them, I don't know, that makes them have better points in my eyes. And, oh, sorry. I mean, look, there is, like, an Andrew Dice Clay joke that's like, hey, if, like, your girlfriend's good at giving blowjobs, guess how she got that way? And, like, that's, it's, it's an analogous situation. And, like, I'm not saying we should all subscribe to the emotions of the Dice Man, but, like, I think that it's, like, there's something to that. It's like, that's funny. I think that that's, that speaks to like our emotions behind uh, the way we feel about our partners. And like, it's a, that's why it's like a cutting funny joke is because I think that people at the end of the day, Molly Tarlov, I would guess that she's a, definitely a romantic. Like, I don't have to guess that. She's definitely a romantic. She's about to get married. Like, she probably doesn't want to think about the guy she's with, <laughs> like eagerly going down on people. You know what well, I mean? None of us do. No. Also, if, if you're worried that your guy is like creepy or a drug addict, you know, look at other factors besides his enthusiasm of going down on you. <laughs> like what are things to look fight, for? for example. What are things to look for? Have either of you ever dated a secret drug addict and found out while you were dating them that they were drug addicts? I've dated a couple guys that were like a little too into the painkillers and stuff. Yes. And, you know, that wasn't really that cool. Painkillers um, are the big one where it's like, oh shit, yeah, like you don't want to do vitamin you know, once a month. 
you want to do it every weekend. Yeah. Or like problem, you, man. You, you tell him your friend got in an accident or something and he's like, oh, does she have a painkiller prescription? Like word stuff like that. Um, but if yeah, I mean, just it's about how you feel. Like if you're getting a creepy vibe from the guy, it's, you know, just listen to that. Well, you guys, final dating advice before we sound off, because I want to, because you two are both fierce, fabulous females that date amazing guys. And I want to know final, like one ultimate, please advise dating tip from each of you. Don't go in each other's phones. I think it's so true. Once you lose phone trust, it's over. It breaks the trust. And then, you know, and I haven't done this in like 10 years, but it breaks the trust. Then you want to keep looking at the phone and then it's, you know. Once phone trust is gone, it's all gone. And my advice is piggybacking on your advice. If you feel at, if you feel motivated to look through their phone and you feel like you might find something in there that is indicative of a bigger problem and you need to follow your instincts and pay more attention to that. Absolutely. You it's- should be with somebody who does not inspire you to look through their phone because you think... There's nothing going on. They're great. Absolutely. They're wonderful. Absolutely. The second that, yeah, no, I, no. Mm. Girl, yes, preach. Okay, slots, this fucking party's in full effect. Like, there's several people from the internet here I've never met before that have my address. Uh, it just seems like everyone's lit pretty much and it's fucking awesome Wags just bit Blair and she called him the n-word which was cool uh, and then like it's just a cool party so stay tuned for episode 2 but also you guys are my favorite little clamshells I love you you're like so cute to me and I'm so thankful for you alright next call I mean bye <laughs>